The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. minutes or so now recording all right let's fucking do this all right i forgot how to start i'm so fucking frazzled all right welcome to the reckless rollers hey reckless rolling in here it's me oh, mars i play rolling. as Paxson. I'm on go up as Omer Wannabe. <laughs> I'm Cyrus and I play as oh. Polly. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. Yeah. I'm Stephanie and I play as Katri. And I'm Scott and I'm fucking dying right now. Also, I run this shit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, last time. Anyone remember what happened last time? I hope so. It's only a lot of shit. A lot of shit. We stormed the tower. Gets this. It's a dick. So what's new? Yeah, so you all uh, infiltrated Sprout Tower very, very flawlessly. Polly made a questionable decision once we were inside. Yeah, you got into the tower with pretty much no hitches except for a weeping bell screaming. Uh, but <clears throat> the disguise that Katri had, it was understandable. Uh, you went into the tower. Polly decided, I don't want to smell like other people's B.O., sent out a Pokemon when they were supposed to have turned in all of their Pokemon to go through initiation, uh, which set off alarms as there were several of the Revolution Grunts in the same room who saw this happen <laughs> immediately. Who saw this happen? <laughs> uh, as soon as the alarm sounded, though, you heard thunder crashing more uh, fiercely and you also heard bestial roaring along with human screaming uh i believe it was wannabe and polly that went downstairs to find out what the hell was going on there and um found raikou and on the back of raikou was somebody that neither of those two players or characters Uh Have met all, uh, well, Wannabe and Polly did not recognize the person on the back of Raikou, but they, they didn't introduce themselves, but I stated 
for the listeners that it was Ginny. Uh, and this person pointed at Wannabe, asked, Hey, are you Wannabe? <laughs> uh, and Wannabe responded with, This is a stealth operation, very loudly. <laughs> yeah, my <well>, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and in doing this, attracted a little bit of the ire from the, the Revolution Grunts, but also reacquired Peach the Slowpoke. Which is much more important. Yeah. Ginny uh, yelled out, Don't worry, I brought back up, and then several people, uh, most notably four gym leaders, have shown up. One of them you did not get the name of. Uh, but you do recall that he was riding, or he was running next to two different Typhlosions, one of them bigger than the other, uh, and I, yeah, one of them was bigger than the other, and they were just like blowing shit up to and fro. Uh, then uh, Lysan, I believe, was the other gym leader, was floating above everyone else and throwing rocks at them <laughs> uh, Michael was as they described uh, snake up being on their uh, their rescue chopper magnezone and uh, putting out the fires that the unnamed gym leader was starting but also uh, you know Getting all of the the revolution grunts wet, making them more susceptible to electric attacks, and then a water and ground type Nitto Queen burst up through the bridge, destroying it. Created a uh, a little bit of an earthquake and made a made the little river more of a moat, uh, a greater divide between one side of the bridge and the other, causing the revolution to need to essentially swim across just to get to the tower. And they essentially said, uh, go on ahead, we'll hold them off here. You went up to the top, uh, Wannabe and Polly were a little bit behind the others, but you went up to the top, the blimp started to come back after uh, Glint entered in a couple of commands on the computer. And, um, out of the blimp stepped a very old and weathered-looking former military man who said they made me do it. They wouldn't give me back my Pokemon unless they made me do it. Uh, and after asking do what, another person came out. Very, very familiar, and, uh, Kind of fucked up looking Charles, who you all know to be dead, came out, said some words, and then we cut it there. Oh. Did I leave anything off? Oh, uh, other than my individual little recording that I put at the beginning, which was a little bit of context as to what happened in the blimp. Uh, basically that body that was in the pod was their last backup and Surge needed to find a way to make sure that whatever they did didn't uh, 
result in their leader no longer existing. Oh, also the Mr. Mime had a human arm. The end. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, so, we, we're we going to continue pretty much right where we left off with uh, this, this man, Charles. I hate to break it to you, Scott, but we will not be continuing right where we left off, as I'm still hungry and need to go get more pizza. Uh, I'll be well, back in two minutes. It's okay. We're continuing. Katri's just T-posing in the corner. Sure. <laughs> that works. Uh, Katri stares at the, the blimp and just T-poses at it to try and assert dominance. While I want to be, you see Charles walking closer and closer to you. And coming behind him, you see... A one-armed man holding a uh, very old and battered-looking Pokeball. This one-armed man, you haven't met really before, but you have seen pictures of him. All of you have. This is Simon Blackwell. He, uh, he hands the old Pokeball to... Uh, to Charles and says we were able to ensure that he lived as a additional backup and Charles looks at the Pokeball then looks up at all of you and says well I'm sure you're wondering Where's Mr. Crime, or where's that stupid mime, aren't you? Last time I checked, you're one the same. Well, he grips the Pokeball tightly in his hand and crushes it, and then throws it over the side and says, We don't have to worry about that anymore. And as he throws it to the side, you can see a red burst of light ejecting from this broken, crushed open Pokeball. And you can see a, uh, a Mr. Mime with a human arm limply falling several hundred feet down to the ground. So that's just it. You dump your whole site to dispose of them? Well, wasn't much use to me anymore. Speaking of not much use to me anymore, Simon, do you have the other Pokeballs? And uh, this, the other man, Lieutenant Surge, perks up and says, You mean? And Charles says, Yes, yes. You technically did what we asked you to, so... Here you go. He uh, grabs a belt that Simon lifts up, filled with Pokemon, or Pokeballs, and also tosses it over the edge of the tower. Go get them. I don't think they should go get us. 
uh, Lieutenant Surge just screams out, No! And runs as fast as he can, which you can tell he's running with a severe limp. And he dives over the tower, clutching onto this belt. As soon as he does that, I, I grab my Pokeball and then out and then out Jofi. Jofi, catch up! All right. You send out Jovi, and uh, yeah, he comes out with a uh, a weird little. Watch me! I know. Just do it. He dives down and uh, starts making his way to catch up to Lieutenant Surge. Uh, at this point, you cannot see either of them because of the heavy rainfall and the uh, crashing thunder. Or crashing lightning, not thunder. Thunder makes the sound, lightning does the boom, or does the, the little crackle. Yeah, that's the, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, currently you cannot see them, uh, but if, if you do go to look and see if you can see them, you can also see a bunch of silhouetted figures at the very bottom of the the tower. Basically, like, all-out brawling. If that makes any sense whatsoever. They throw in hands! Oh yeah, they're throwing hands with the gym leaders, any of the trainers, uh, any of the additional trainers that came up for backup. And, uh, but you'll see who those are when you get back to the bottom. Uh, Glint turns to the uh, four of you and says, I can hold them off here. Get in the blimp. No. This time, it's fucking personal. Alright, well... You guys get in the blimp. I'll stay with Cliff. Cliff. It's, it's Glint, but whatever. We'll worry about that later. Alright, um, please be careful, you two. <laughs> Alright. And, uh, as, as you're telling them all of this, Charles says, Well, if you're gonna be coming after me with Pokemon, I think it's only fair that I use some myself. And he presses a button next, uh, like on a little keypad next to the blimp landing dock. A mechanical arm comes down, fetches a random poke uh, Pokeball from that pile of Pokeballs. And I'm gonna roll a d20 to see what he gets, because I, I did that. <laughs> uh, the rest of you did run into the blimp though, right? Yeah, I did. Alright, uh... There's, you don't get much resistance. Uh, Simon just kind of like turns and says, wait, wait, but so you could just kind of avoid his grasp or like rest out of it a little bit better unless he tries to bite you, which I don't think he's thought of that because he just recently lost his one. But I'm going to roll a d20 to see what uh, Charles slash gets his gets. That is a two on my random list, which, yeah, so Charles 
uh, presses a button, the mechanical arm comes down, and it's going to take a little bit for it to get to him. But as uh, as he's doing this, Glint sends out a Pokemon, and uh, he takes one of the Pokeballs out uh, from his belt at random, opens it, and out comes a red and white uh, skunk-looking creature with a large tail that's draped over its back. And he says, Rabies, we're going to take care of this. Then we're going to eat. How does that sound? The, the skunk creature just lets out a wicked little chuckle and the tips of its tail flare. I added some of their Pokemon in this too. This is gonna be fun. Oh no. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Uh, the the mechanical arm reaches down or uh reaches Charles, drops the Pokeball, and out come uh, out comes as it falls to the ground. A bipedal orange and red fox it's holding a little stick and the tip of the stick glows with a blue flame so I recognize who that blo- who, who, who this breaks and belongs to uh you I don't think you've no wait, no. Uh, you you have seen this breaks in before. I uh, Fran. I uh, is the last person you've seen this breaks in with. What did you do with them? Well, I'm sure your friends are gonna find out what happened to them very shortly. But for now, I'm your obstacle. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, and Clint just calls out, "All right, just you use a use a fucking night slash or something. I don't know. You can tell that Glint's quite frazzled at this point." Like, he doesn't know what's going on. He just knows this this dude smells really bad. I should describe how Charles looks real quick, shouldn't I? Poppy. Uh, <laughs> uh, part of his mouth is, is missing the lip, like the upper lip. So he's got some of his teeth just permanently showing in a little bit of a snarl. Oh. He... You can't really tell if he still has eyes simply because his eyes are covered with his purple hair, which used to be slicked back, but it's just draped over the front of his face. Kind of like a mop. 
and his nose, uh, there, there's a little bit of uh, scabbing on the tip. And Glint calls out Night Slash on this, uh, this breaks in. And hold on. I just realized I never statted these Pokemon. How about this? Wait. As Warnby, as Warnby hears that. He's going grimace and just look over towards uh, Flynn's sake. <sighs> Looks like you are going to handle this. I don't want to leave them alone. Can you handle this? This ain't uh, just a little kid. Yeah, I, I can handle this. And Charles turns to you and says, Oh, what? Are, are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid of you. Oh, Trust me. Well. I'm, I'm worried for them. And with that, I begin trying to go around towards the blimp. By the way, is Jovi back yet? No. Well, Jovi in that case, I'm just... I'm just yelling, Jovi, when you're done, get back up here in the blimp. And he's going to run inside. Follow them. All right. You run inside, you're a little bit behind, so you don't get to know what happens between Glint and uh, Getsis until later. Polly, Paxson, Katri, the three of you ran into this blimp, uh, kind of like pushing Simon out of the way. He, He's still kind of like a little mentally not there due to the blunt force trauma that happened when his mind got hacked by a Mr. Mind. Yeah, that's that's a fun thing to say, you know. People should say that more often. Uh, blunt force trauma? Blunt force trauma caused by a mind hacking from a Mr. Mind. That is quite fun to say. Wait, so that implies that like when if Mr. Mind's gonna hack your mind, like it has to like punch the shit out of your head. Who's to say? Well, you know, I'm saying that that you're basically saying that it did. <laughs> uh, but Wonderful. you all kind of pushed him out of the way a little bit. He just limply went, oh, every time each of you passed him and pushed him a little bit. Uh, and you enter this, this blimp through what appears to be like the back side of the Waylord. Not his butt, don't worry. Just like the back of it and uh this ramp extended from it you ran up it and inside you can see it is very very easy to get lost in here there's rooms on rooms there's a balcony uh well there's at least two balcony or two like floors with those uh, little walkways along the side of the walls that have like these bridges that go like if you've played any of the Fallout games I'm envisioning like any of the vaults oh oh god I was thinking that might have been edit yeah it, it essentially has that kind of layout it's metal walls 
kind of like these pneumatic tube looking uh, tunnels that lead to different various small rooms and at the very uh, at the very very edge where the Waylord's head is you can see this dome that appears to be the bridge the the glass of the dome is opaque and difficult to see through however the the rest of this area is pretty open uh, you can see there's a few different revolution grunts just running back and forth trying to get as much as they can prepared for a hasty retreat at any point they just need the signal uh, and none of them seem to n notice or care that you're even in here Mm. Mm. So, are you gonna go check any of these rooms or anything like that? Because, uh, to your knowledge, there might be prisoners in here, uh, and who knows, you might even find some supplies in any of these rooms. Well, uh, I guess we should look around. I will investigate. All right. So, are you? Not follow Polly. Uh, are you splitting up or going together as a group of four? I'm. I'll stick with Polly 100%. Blackthorn bitches gotta stick together. All right. I think we should all stick together. This is a very dangerous place. That is not a bad idea. <laughs> Alright. You, uh... Are you going left, or right, or straight ahead? Straight ahead, to the future. Okay. I guess we're uh, going straight ahead. So, Paxson, kind of looking at the notes that you took on the watch of Glint's plan, I think you might have been the only one that took notes and you were writing so feverishly that you passed out immediately afterwards. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Uh, but on the notes, it does say, uh, find a way to disable the blimp once, uh, once infiltrating it. Uh, then rescue any prisoners and loot any possessions. Anything that you find is... Uh, free for the taking and try and arrest as many of these grunts as you can he has given you authority to do so as essentially president <laughs> uh, so you go forward and are you attempting to sneak in any way I'll do a sneaky. Alright. Uh, if, if everyone else is planning on doing uh, doing this in a sneaking manner, uh, whoever's got the highest stealth roll, go on ahead and roll that. It'll be a group roll based on whoever's got the highest. Okay. So we're rolling stealth? Whoever's got the highest stealth score. Oh, minus 2d6, though. Minus 2d6. 2d6. 
Craxon's got then three. I'll let you roll at Mars. You're taking initiative. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got Actually, a seven. Wait, wait, wait. What's what's Hornabees again? Hey, Argo. Yeah. What's your stealth? My stealth is uh one d six. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll go with that seven. Uh. So, Maxon, <laughs> leading this charge, uh, you you never got to describe what your disguise was. Would you like to now? Yeah, let's see here. Our disguise. We have the, the bell sprout hoodie, right? Okay, what if I went in as a mailman? You're just dressed as a little mailman. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I, I I have special delivery for the boss. Okay, so you're leading the group dressed as a postal worker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, with, with a little a little hat, the blue shorts, and uh, a button-up blue shirt with, a, with your messenger bag to the side. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, sure. You're dressed up like that. Yeah. Well, there's two Team Rocket grunts following you, and someone wasn't wasn't Polly in just like black sweats and a hoodie. Yeah, black sweats, a hoodie, and like a black hat. <laughs> yeah. So two Rocket grunts and someone who just woke up. Apparently, they're following a mailman. <laughs> Uh, into a blimp to the front <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, you make it about four steps before uh, before three people come up and say alright you're clearly not one of us just what are you here for uh, I have a special delivery for, uh, let's see, it looks at my, my fake letter. Uh, what was the, what was the name of the dude? I'm trying to remember. Simon Blackwell? Yeah, Simon Blackwell! I, I got a special <laughs> message that needs to be delivered directly to him. Well, he just left. You probably passed him on your way in here. Um, yeah, pretty sure. Mmm, that's what I, I do. Standing next to a little boy that was going, Oh boy, I can't wait to leave this blimp. <laughs> pretty noticeable, especially with how he's been lately. Anyway, yeah, you just passed him. You can turn around and, uh,. Leave the blimp if you actually have anything to deliver to him, or you can hand it to me and leave the blimp anyway. Hmm. Let's see here. I'll, I'll hand him a special package uh, for him to deliver as well. 
Okay. I have no idea what's in this package, but we're, we're handing it to him. Are you handing over one of the packages that you picked up from the Pokemon Center that your mom gave you? Hmm. Or is it like an empty box? Yeah, I'll hand the I'll hand one of those packages, but without the actual contents. Okay, so you don't give the fluid that your Meltan is composed of. But you do mm. give a very noticeably light box to this man, who shakes it, says, This doesn't have his name written on it at all. It has, My dear sweet boy, as the recipient. And on the two line, it says, From your mom. <laughs> He hated his mother, so... Oh no... Well, how about uh, that? I, I can't blame the messenger. So yeah, I hope their to... relationship <laughs> issues fix themselves out. <laughs> I, I hope the best for whatever's going on there. Oh Alright, uh, roll, roll Guile. <laughs> Also, this is the most of Paxson's head that has ever, like, been shown. If you have a really shitty Guile roll, can I chime in and roll Guile and try to back it up? I have a 13. Okay, 13's fine. I won't back All it right, up. He, I won't try. He gets ready to open the box and says, Actually, no. If he hates his mom, there's probably a bomb in here. We're just gonna chuck it off the side of the ship. Uh, and he hands it to one of the the other two people that are with him, and Paxson, roll intuition. Alright. Intuition. Oh, I have terrible intuition. Uh, we got two. I'll give you an additional d6, because uh, there's, a, there's something in your possession that is shaking vigorously. Okay, we got a perfect six. Alright, so with an eight. You feel movement in your your bag. You reach out and you grab that Pokeball that you grabbed uh, the previous session that says Azzy. And this this uh, grunt looks at you, looks at the Pokeball, and she looks very, very crestfallen. You know who this is. Leslie? Oh no. She takes the box and runs off. Oh my gosh. Uh, I kinda wanna go after her. If that's what you wanna do, you can. Yeah, I'm gonna try and confront her. Alright. Roll acrobatics. Alright. If anyone's uh, wanting to help him get to her, uh, as the other two grunts in the proximity are attempting to stop him. 
you can roll athletics or combat, depending on how you intend to stop. Uh, but tell me how you intend to stop first, so I can tell you which one. Um. Hmm. I'm. I'm. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna help. I'm gonna run forward with Paxson, uh, but not to go after Leslie. Uh, just to apprehend these guards with my fist, of course. Uh, okay, so, you know. so you're gonna attempt to punch at least one of them. Yeah. Alright, you're gonna roll combat then. Is anyone else going to help? I guess I will. Blackthorn bitches gotta stick together! Alright, are you also going to attempt punch? Yeah, there's two guards, right? Yeah, there's two guards. Alright, so yeah, I'll get the one that Polly fists. isn't going towards. Alright. You also roll combat. Wannabe, are you helping too? Am I here now? Yeah, you, you showed up uh, while, while the package was being handed over. Oh, fish. Yeah, I'm going- yeah. One B's going to tail up an arm seat and go for an uppercut. Okay. Uh, all three of you roll combat while Paxson rolls uh, acrobatics. I rolled a I 10. I rolled I an 11. I rolled a 21. I got an 8. Oh. Okay. Uh, Paxson, because two of these three people assisting you have passed the DC that I set of 10. Actually, no, Katri also got a 10, huh? Yeah, everyone, 10, everyone 11, but Pax 10, 11, 21 was what the combat yeah. rules were? Alright. Uh, Paxson, use an additional 3d6. Listeners, I know this isn't how it's supposed to work. I don't care. Mm -hmm. This is fun. Let me have fun, damn it. We've never been here for accuracy. If you've caught any inconsistencies in this podcast, no you haven't. Shut up. <laughs> They're just fun little details. Yeah, this story has pockets, okay? The pockets, sorry. They're not plot holes, they're pockets. <laughs> uh, what, what did you get total, Paxson? You had an 8 and then an additional 3d6. Um, 3d6, we got... a 10. 18. Alright, so... Katri, Polly, you both uh, rush forward and trip the two uh, other revolution grunts while Wannabe just like fucking body slams both of them. Uh, he ripped off one sleeve so one of the guys gets knocked out way harder than the other one. 
I got this uh, ghost. Trust me, I am fronting it all frustration. Are you, uh, are you ripping off the other sleeve? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you can hold off these two people uh, while Paxson rushes forward uh, down this, this corridor that appears to lead to some way to, like, a porthole or something of that sort. I don't, I don't know blimps, so whatever. <laughs> uh, Katri and Polly, you are able to follow him. However, you'll need to roll uh, acrobatics as well. Okay. And you'll have to beat his DC to catch up to him. Unless It'd you be want to roll focus. If I beat that. Unless you want to roll focus. Sorry, what am I rolling? You can roll acrobatics or focus to try and keep up with Paxson if you're choosing to follow after him. Uh, sure, I'll follow after him. Um, 25 for acrobatics. Mostly... Okay, yeah, you, you're you <laughs> able to catch up with him. Uh, I was saying focus because you can always, uh, always get distracted by, ooh, there's a shiny thing in this door. Um... I rolled focus and I got an eleven. <laughs> so yeah, Polly. Ooh, there's a shiny thing in this store. <laughs> it catches your eyes. You feel very tempted to open this store to the point where you did not catch Catri uh, or Paxson turning a corner, so you don't <laughs> know which way they went. Catri, uh, you are able to keep up with Paxson and in fact you pass him up and you uh, are how are you stopping this grunt that you, uh, Paxson kind of can tell is Leslie and you're just chasing after because Paxson's chasing after Steph sorry uh, could you repeat that how are you going to stop this grunt that Paxson is chasing after? Uh, I'm gonna do like okay, so you know how if you're like ru do you're running the bases in baseball and you'll like slide in to get the base. Okay, I'm sli I'm gonna slide like foot first to trip this guy up. All right, you you rolled high enough on your acrobatics to where that is definitely a feasible way for exactly. you to stop and not hurt yourself. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> So that's how you stop. You slide forward. You you like Smash Brothers fucking down whatever. Joker down tilt. Yeah, you Joker <laughs> down tilt slide trip up this grunt who lets out a Wah! as uh as they comically fly up in the air from being tripped and land square on their back. And the box falls to the side and opens, revealing nothing. Yeah. What do you do now? Also, I like slipped over. I. Uh, the grunt has fallen over. You're able to catch up. Katri is like 
has baseball slid on the ground and uh, at the, like doing that on like metal is bound to give you a little bit of like kind of rug burn so you're probably just like rubbing your legs a little bit Katri <laughs> ouchies <laughs> just like oh I did not think that through so much friction oh but I uh, look so fucking cool doing it <laughs> uh, but yeah grunts on the ground Katri too kind of <laughs> uh, Polly is nowhere to be seen but you did hear ooh what's this uh <laughs> As you rounded the corner. Uh, so what do you do? I'm going to go up to the, the grunt and be like, Leslie, is that you? What are you doing here? They, they took me and Fran and, and Clem told us that if we didn't follow their orders, they would destroy all of our Pokemon. That pile in there is a hydraulic press. Oh my god. Well, that's not right. All they have to do is press a button, and all of these Pokemon that they kidnapped will be crushed, injured horribly, or worse. And... I... I, I couldn't find a way out. I tried. I even tried jumping out, but... Well, we're here to... We're, we're, we're gonna be here to save you. Okay. Can, you think you can trust see, us? Can I see Azzy? Sure. I'll send them out. The Azumarill comes out of the uh, Pokeball and instantly runs forward and just like hug cuddles with Leslie just and both of them are just on the floor crying and Katri is too for unrelated reasons I assume